Lord, again, we, I just honor you. Thank you for tonight. Uh, help us in this Connect 301 process. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so tonight, <laughs> we are on a mission, right? We've talked about vision recently. We've talked about our purpose, creating faith goals around our lives. And I've got some good news, and I've got some bad news for you guys tonight. What do you want to hear first? The bad news is that a sign of the Spirit-filled life, which you guys all are a part of, or any faith adventure, is going to cause some trouble. There will be obstacles in your life. As you serve God, as you strive for master-level leadership, there will be obstacles. Now, do you want the good news? Okay, good. Tonight, we're going to learn how to break through, to recognize some distress signals, but then also how to work around and to overcome those obstacles. Now, the stresses and the pressures of leadership are pretty enormous at times. I heard it said that stress is an inner reaction to an outer pressure. How many have ever felt kind of outer pressure, all right? There's, there's lots of things that can get, we can get stressed about. Let's just name some out real quick. Think of some things that you maybe have been stressed about or others could be stressed about. Just yell them out to me. Finances. <laughs> what? All right, all right. Don't worry, raise your hand because I'm not there. Yes. Liars. Yes. Pain. Yes. Relationships. Overgaming, sure. Family issues, right. School, work, family, finances, relationships, all these things. And they, they can kind of pressure that's an inward reaction to this outward pressure in our lives. And we're saying, boy, you know, what do we do? How many of you, just be honest, just with my quick show of hands, have ever felt like you've been stressed out? <laughs> all right, okay. We would call that negative stress, all right? Now, the, in the leadership contest text, there's negative stress and positive. There is good stress. Everyone just say there's good stress, all right? There is, but let's talk about the negative stress first. There's a drone zone where you are maybe being under-challenged in your work or in school or on the team. You're, you become stagnant, and all you are is just standing there. You're not moving anywhere. And how many know that when you're not going somewhere, that can be stressful? A drone zone. There's another side of that that's very negative, is when you are doing too much. How many have ever been there? <laughs> and you're like, you're going too fast or too much or you're out of control. That can cause all kinds of negative stress. But in a leadership context, there's positive stress a challenge zone that really where we will actually perform at our best when we're, there is a little pressure, when there's a little stress. Bill Hybels talks about it, and uh, it's very interesting that people work at their best when they are just a little over-challenged. Remember, uh, Larry, we were looking at that as a leadership team. Uh, our board looked at that, and it's interesting that you want to be properly challenged or just over challenge and you get your best results out of that. Now, let's talk about some signs of stress. There's lots of these and we can, we can, well, you can write some of these down. How many have ever been forgetful? You forget where your keys are. You forget to leave your, to take your purse after Wednesday night. Oh, you forget to, 
You know, you forget your homework assignment. You forget, uh, you forget to say I love you to your spouse, whatever. When you start to forget, you know you're tending or heading in a uh, negative direction. How about this? Another one is trouble. You, you know you're stressed when you have trouble seeking alternatives. You know, one of the great things about being a leader is you can look at a situation and look at a couple different options and say, okay, what's going to be best? But when you start uh, looking at things and only see one alternative and you can't see anything else, you know you're going down that, that road. How about this? When tempers flare up, you know you're, that's a sign of stress. And now in my house, that never happens. <laughs> Just kidding, Ray. Reagan's like, so you've been stressed lately, Dad, right? <laughs> and that's true. And uh, but um, certainly, when tempers start to flare, and it happens to the best of us, we know there's signs of stress kind of coming in. How about this one? The inability to change harmful patterns. You're doing things in your life that you know are not positive. You can't seem to get a hold of it. That is a sign of stress. How about sleep patterns that change? You, st- you can't sleep, or you're up and down, or, um, or you know, different things. That can be a sign of stress. Depression sinking in certainly would be a sign of stress. And what's interesting as well, I learned today that sickness, or more frequently being sick, can be a sign that you're overwhelmed and that negative stress is coming in. I also learned today that the number one killer of men ages 35 to 39, is stress, and they comes out in a heart attack. The number one killer of guys my age is stress-related heart attacks. And so I need a vacation. How many are in for that? <laughs> no. And it's crazy. I was thinking, holy smokes. Now, there's some that really are some negatives. If you come to a point where you have a trouble keeping pace, uh, maybe in leadership or at school or on the job, that is very stressful. Or if you feel like a failure, that's a sign of stress, or you're helpless, or you become cynical or negative. And there's lots of other ones. And we want to be able to identify some of these things because... God, He wants us to break through and to overcome the obstacles in our lives and to deal with the stress. And uh, there's some different ways of doing that. There's different ways of coping with stress. The first way I want to say is that you deal directly with it. Now, I want you to imagine your obstacle, whatever it might be, is like a brick wall. All right? And you can maybe even draw a little picture of a brick wall. There are some people that say, all right, if there's a brick wall in front of me, I'm just going to hammer into it. I'm going to duck my head and just pile through it. And how many know sometimes that hurts? If you hit a brick wall with your fist or with your elbow or with your head or with your shoulder, it hurts. And some people, they approach coping with obstacles in that way. Just boom, boom, boom. Other people, they see a wall, they see an obstacle, and instead of blazing through it, they withdraw. They walk away from it. They don't even see. Because the goal is on the other side of the wall, they where they want to go. But there's this obstacle. They're saying, well, I'll just forget about the goal. I'll walk away. I'll withdraw. There are other people, when a wall is up or becomes up, they direct their anger or their blame to another person. They start attacking each other or other people. And they start to, to blame. They start the, the, the whole blame game. Saying, well, I can't reach my goal because of Pastor Pete. Or I can't reach my goal because my kids 
whatever. Or I can't reach my goal because, you know, you fill in the blank. And they direct their blame or their anger at someone else. Other people, they'll turn on themselves. How about this? Have you ever seen that? They see a goal. They see a goal, but there's an obstacle in the way. And they're saying, well, if I could only fill in the blank. If I could only pray more, if I could only study more, if I was only better looking, or if I was only younger, if I only had more money in the bank, if only, if only, if only, if only, right? Let me just say, these four ways that we've described already are not positive ways to deal with overcoming obstacles. But the last one is that we need to talk to God. I want you to circle that and put key, that that's the key. If you want to cope with obstacles, talk to God about it. And that leads us to the third section there, that there are some things when we're talking with God that we need to do to handle obstacles and to overcome stress correctly. And the first one is very important. We've been talking about it on Sunday mornings with our Circle Maker series about getting alone. Spending some time away to get alone. You need it. And I will say this, the further you can get away, the better. To find a way to do it. Some of you are like, well, I just can't take time off or I can't find any time. My house is crazy. Go for a walk. Get in the woods. I know it's cold, but find a way. You know what? Jesus, he was a great example in this area. He oftentimes would slip away and get away. And if Jesus needed it, and he modeled it, how many know that your pastor needs that, and you guys need that? And I want to say that the young people need that, as well as the older as, olders of us here as well. Get alone. The second thing, when we're handling obstacles or stress correctly, we need to get a delegate to take over for a while. We need someone to help. If you've got kids in your home, Get someone to watch the kids. Someone, if I need someone to preach for me to, so I can have a break, I, I need to plan to do that. Or someone, to, if you, you're a teacher, get someone to teach for you. Or if someone, what? <laughs> Just kidding. If, if, you're, if you're covering a class and you need a break, get someone to fill in. And again, a delegate, someone that you can trust. That's why you know, I appreciate Pastor Pete in a couple weeks He is going to be preaching on a Sunday morning, first time, and we're all excited about that, as long as he doesn't get stressed out and get sick and die. (laughs) Just kidding. He's not going to, he's got, that's right, you got four more years till the year 35. That's right. Yeah, you're a youngin. All right, so get a delegate and and let them take over for a while. The third thing is very difficult, to see what God is up to. To see God working in the obstacle. How many know there are times God will put things in your way for your good? Even in a storm, it's important that we can get perspective. We can look at what's happening and say, okay, God, what are you up to here? We need to see what God is working. And then after we do that, we get alone. We get a a delegate to to take over for a while. We see what God is doing. Then the third or the fourth thing is we need to get back to work. (laughs) To do what God has called you to do. Because we are not called, we are not, none of us are, you know, when we're out of the game for a time, that doesn't mean we're out of the game forever. 
We need to get back, get back to Word. Back, just one other word about delegation. Um, in Numbers chapter 11, you might want to write that down. Moses was kind of at the end of his uh, um, uh, rope, and he was crying out to God, God, why did you even create me? Why did you give me all these people? Uh, he was whining to God, basically. And what did God do? God told him to, to select 70 people to help him lead. And that, that delegation is really important. Now, the result of this is that wall that was up there, that obstacle that was there, will start to have some cracks in it. That wall will weaken, and then you come up to the wall, and you can speak to it, and boom, it crumbles, it falls, because you've handled that stress properly. Now, we only got a couple more minutes here. There's a few other additional reminders when it comes to handling obstacles. I, uh, I found this list, and I thought that it was pretty interesting. Now, these are not biblical things, um, but they might work for you. That if you're handling stress, or if you want to, and uh, you're, you're stressed out, what are some things that you could do? You're going to want to write some of these down. The first thing to try is driving to work in reverse. All right, just pull out of the driveway and just keep on going in reverse. I know you're going to like these. All right, if it's a financial issue and you've got a MasterCard that's overdue, I want you to pay your MasterCard with your Visa card. Yeah, all right, okay, you're tracking with me now. These are not biblical, but they might work if you're stressed out. I'm not sure. All right, how about this? Instead of making a list of everything you need to do, Sit down and make a list of the things that you've already done, and that would be really productive. You'd see that really work, okay? How about this? If you're stressed out and you're saying, oh, God, I need a breakthrough, pop some popcorn with the lid off and uh, just let it go everywhere. Or find a frog, put it in a blender, and find out what really happens with a frog inside of a blender. I'm not going to tell you where I got this list, but I got a few more. Just we'll, we'll try a couple more. All right, how about this? If you, if you are stressed out and you're concerned maybe about some health-related issues or you know, maybe some bills related to health, how about this? This will help you in your stress. Send a bill to your doctor for the time that you had to spend in his waiting room. All right, you're tracking with me? See how it's going to help out with your stress? I can just see. How about this? Some of you guys will like this. How about jamming marshmallows up your nose and try to sneeze them out? I'm not sure how that would help, but it was listed here. All right, I want a couple more. When someone says, have a nice day, respond, thank you, but I have other plans. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, two more, two more, or maybe three. All right, <laughs> look into a security camera. All right, find one you know, somewhere. Use it like a mirror and pick your nose, and that will help you with your stress. I don't know why that's in there. If you want to help with your stress, you're going to like this. Guys, And uh, you can't do this here at the church, but change the signs on a bathroom from the ladies to the men. Put the men's to the ladies, and uh, just sit back and relax and watch your stress go away. And then the last one is this, all right? <laughs> this is especially good for the ladies among us, uh, this, although this could might work with the guys too. All right, you go out shopping at the mall, you go into a fitting room, and you yell at the top of your lungs, hey, there's no toilet paper in here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. All right, so those are some things. You know what God says when it comes to stress? 
He says laughter is like good medicine. So that's why I put that in there, even though some of them weren't, probably weren't that funny. But <laughs> So how do we handle stress? A couple other things. And these, are, these, these last things are, are for real, okay? When you are stressed or when there are obstacles, which it's inevitable, as a leader, it's going to happen. The first thing that you can do is to check your direction. Check your motives with what you're trying to accomplish and get wisdom from others. Church or students and people here tonight, I'll call you church, I guess. When you are up against a struggle and there's an obstacle in your life due to it's causing stress, get wisdom. Talk about it with others and I'm telling you, it'll help you to accomplish those obstacles so much easier. The second thing is to put your hand to the plow, fully committing to seeing your vision fulfilled. I want you to think about those goals. When you come up against a wall, and you don't just give up. If the goal's on the other side of the wall, you need to tackle those goals and continue to press in to see the, the vision that God has given you fulfilled. Don't lose your dream. There are so many people that I know, and maybe that you know, that had a heart for, for ministry, had a heart to serve, and all of a sudden there were a couple obstacles in their lives, and all of a sudden they're out of the game. And you might be out of the game for a little bit, but don't be out of the game forever. God wants to put you back in, and He wants you to be utilized and to so see that vision fulfilled. The third thing is to realize that when you're starting something, especially, starting always requires more energy. And so don't get discouraged if you're starting something, if you're working on getting something going. That start requires a lot of energy. D is really important. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your cares on Jesus because He cares for you. And then the last thing is, when it comes to obstacles, when it comes to trouble, stress-related pressure in our lives, steady plotting brings prosperity. Tenacity, perseverance, patience. And so the goal is to hang in there. Master-level leaders don't give up. Yes, they may have trouble. They may have pressure. In fact, it's inevitable. It's a sign of a spirit-filled life is trouble and obstacles. Any faith venture, there will be obstacles. And I want you to write down three verses. The first one is Psalm 138, verse 7. And you'll see there, and you can look it up later, David, he describes, in fact, a lot of places in, in Psalms, you hear David crying out, all oh, the trouble, all oh, the trouble. And, uh, and so he faced trouble. Psalm 138, verse 7. But then you'll see right after that, the Lord was his strength. The, also, the other place I want you to see is 2 Corinthians chapter 4. In verses 8 through 11, we see Paul describing his life, that he is pressed on every side. He's crushed. He's persecuted. And uh, he's, he is uh, going through it. But it doesn't just say that he was going through it. He says, I was pressed, but not crushed. Persecuted, but what? Not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. And so that's a verse that you can look to. And then the third one, oh, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verses 8 through 11. And then the last verse that is really interesting. I'll, I'll turn there and we'll, we'll close on this verse. James chapter 1. 
James chapter 1, verse 2. This one, when you get a hold of this, at first you're like, there must be a mistake. This has got to be a typo. And uh, I'm having a hard time finding it in my Bible. I didn't. Uh, where's James? Isn't it? Oh, there it is. It says this. We're talking about pressure. We're talking about obstacles. We're talking about trials and uh, the you know, stress in our lives, all these things. Listen to what James says. James chapter 1, verse 2 changes our perspective and says, Consider it pure joy, pure bliss, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Hold up. What? (laughs) There's going to be trouble. There will be obstacles. We understand that as master level leaders, but we are to consider it pure joy. Why? Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance finishes its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You know what? God, he wants you to be a picture of that that you would be mature, that you would be uh, used by Him, that you would be complete, not lacking a thing. And along the way, to get to that point, there will be trials, there will be struggles, there will be obstacles, but with God's help, we will not give up. We're not going to throw in the towel. We're going to hang in there, and we will be master-level leaders. Amen? Amen. Lord, help us in Jesus' name. Amen.